five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to the New World Podcast, Lore Seekers to Aeternum, a show dedicated to Amazon Game Studios MMO, bringing you both an original story of a traveler and his creation of a company in Aeternum. Join us on this journey of suspense, intrigue, and mystery, seeking lore, life, and the pursuit of all who threaten it. Welcome to Eternal. see blackness. You feel darkness. Every fiber of your being tells you that you're in captivity, and you confirm by the contortion of your wrists and ankles bound at what feels like silkweed cloth. The blindfold is ever so tight. Your captor did not have luxury or comfort in mind. You taste blood and bile against your teeth, some now missing, a portion of your tongue absent. Was it your hunger that drove you to madness to eat whatever was in your mouth? Or was it lost in the battles preceding this moment? Regardless, there is more of you missing than present, most notably your wits and your calm. You attempt to concentrate on your surroundings, your perception informing you of a cave-like ambience, the water dripping down the walls, puddling at your feet, those of which waterlogged and broken. As you attempt to stand, your head hits the surface of a low ceiling, a cell intended on stress positions, unrelenting stress. As you posture yourself on your knees, feeling bone touch the gravel pavement, you begin to hear footsteps. A low murmur of a voice or voices begins to drawn out the condensation's movement The door opens, its whine and draw indicative of the door's weight and the gravity of your dire situation. As if to disappear further into the darkness, you hold your breath, hoping not to be seen or heard, and you begin to hear a conversation take place. Do they know of your presence? Do they talk with the knowledge of you listening? If the latter is true, There was no way you were getting out of this place intended to still be breathing, heart beating. You listen. A male voice begins to question. Is it true? Has he found others? My children tell me of a coalition forming, despite our efforts to break up the humans. We sow discourse among their factions, yet somehow they persist like the vermin they are. How can this be? I will have you send word to Isabella. We know his location. We know there are four of them and where they are hiding. And we have one of his followers in our midst. Your heart sinks. The last words were directed at you. 
You let out the air you had built up, and you sit back on your ankles, deflated from an impending doom. Bony fingers touch the temples of your head and begin to pull the garment from your eyes, but you had wished you were never able to see what had conspired. Your eyes reveal the horror that surrounds you, cells upon cells, levels upon levels, all in tortuous harmony. The man standing before you, massive, characteristically human, though uncharacteristically alive or even possible. His companion remained at the mouth of the room, now clearly a series of jail. Calling out, Master Thorpe, shall I leave now with your message to Isabella? Go, make haste. The man they call Solus is upon us, but he brings others with him. By himself he is insignificant, but with his plague with him, our time is of importance. We must cut him and his allies down before they bond any stronger. And we will start with this one. Thorpe reaches down and picks up a piece of iron and walks to a flame, the only semblance of life in this place, and puts the tip into the coals. His back facing you, he cocks his head ever so slightly and proceeds his dialogue with you. They say his followers are angels sent to purge this island of Isabella and her followers. Then I will cut off the wings of the angels and blind them of their hope. More quickly, Thorpe about faces and approaches your cell. He punches his arm through the bars, widening them, cutting into his skin though not phasing him. He grabs your left arm and in one fell swoop, he pulls it through the door, breaks it opposite of your body, and before you can feel that pain, he places the iron in your hand and pushes the tip into your left eye. The pain is so unbearable that it isn't. Your body begins to immediately shut down, the left side of your body going numb through adrenaline. You fail to move your left arm and you cannot see through your left eye. And before your mind shuts out of reality, you begin to see the slightest movement out of your right eye behind Thorpe, a few levels above you. One, no four, wait, is that five? Going from cell to cell, stealthily freeing those captives, your heart finally feels a sudden release of hope. As you lay motionless on the ground, now fully blind and in and out of consciousness, you hear what sounds like a battle, a battle among giants. The ground shakes, war hammers shaking the walls, static in the air from what you know as a life staff. What sounds like a storm reminiscent of the sea voyage that brought you here comes to such climax that you feel the cell exploding open to a sudden calm and quiet. In this moment you are without vision, you cannot move, but you hear the sound of a familiar voice. People always.
Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lore Seekers to Eternum with your host, Lore Seekers Solus. In today's episode, we are brought to you by Audible. For a free audiobook on Lore Seekers, visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash Lore Seekers for more. And if you listen to Monday's release of the Lore Seekers podcast, you also know that we are brought to you by Manscaped. They're here to save our balls. Dudes, have you been neglecting your hygiene for weeks on end as you battle your way across a turnum? Does it feel like your ball beard is getting as long as your neck beard? Well, we have a solution for you. The Lore Seekers are proud to announce we are now sponsored by Manscaped, the company that can provide the right tools for the job. Why you might ask? Because a fro down below just don't go. In a recent poll, 9 out of 10 ladies expressed how disgusting it can be to find a hair diaper in a man's undercarriage. So we've partnered with Manscaped to offer you the best products that they have at a discount price. This will help your significant other not vomit in their mouth anymore when they see you naked. Great prices for great products. Whether it's the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer for your chest pubes, the Weed Whacker trimmer for your nose bush, or any of their fantastic formulations you can splash on your balls after shaving them, Manscaped has you covered. Just visit manscaped.com and enter our discount code LORESEEKERS at checkout to shave 20% off the cost. Another amazing aspect of Manscaped is their partnership with the Testicular Cancer Society. Together, they aim to educate and entertain while spreading the message about early detection and self-screening in order to protect yourself against health issues and the risk of cancer. Manscaped, they're here to save your balls. I'm personally really excited about Manscaped sponsoring us because uh, I am not only now a spokesperson for it, um, I am also a client. I've been using their product for quite some time now uh, and it's just fun. It's fun knowing um, that a company that I have actually leveraged and used is sponsoring our show. So to those at Manscaped, thank you kindly. For those of you listening, go check it out. The Lawnmower 4.0 is legit, legit. Uh, it's amazing. They have nose trimmers, ear trimmers. I personally use it for the ear trimmer. <laughs> um, those little like hard white hairs that form. Hell no, I am too young to deal with that crap uh, at this age. So Manscaped is here to the rescue. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the role-playing story. We've gone from character to character. Obviously, you know Solace. We have introductions of Champ's character, Ulfmer, to Cash, to Benjamin Flick. And now we've introduced you. It's actually a, a character that I'm going to be uh, moving forward with as, as I'm going to call the listener. Right. So this individual, it's really interesting. I, I, I wanted to pursue kind of a podcast relationship. You don't see me in this podcast. Um, you don't really interact with me in this podcast, but you do hear me in this podcast. And so I'm creating this character that represents you, the listener, calling it the listener. So we're going to be weaving your character in and out of this story uh, to kind of open up that involvement. It's one of the things, uh, it's kind of a, a Dungeons and Dragons approach. It's one of those things where I'm trying to get you involved. Um, imagine, <laughs> let me, 
I digress. Imagine a role-playing story that is driven by the rules of Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Like, can you can you imagine where I'm telling a story but rolling dice, <laughs> right? Or maybe we are interacting with the audience and I am asking a question and the vote on stream says perception versus uh, wisdom or intelligence check. Uh, it, it would just be interesting to roll that and see what comes out of the story. Now, now I'm not there yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is just an idea that I'm literally talking about as we go, uh, but I do think it is an interesting approach uh, to something that I, I can guarantee you hasn't been done before. Like there's real time one shots, there's real time D&D campaigns, but again, imagine an interactive role-playing story that, that is based off of the community. I don't know, I'm gonna toy with it. I'm going to toy with it, and we're going to make something really special, uh, but we'll go from there. Okay, um, we are recording this on Tuesday the 2nd, so I'm recording this Tuesday the 2nd. Yesterday, Monday the 1st, you heard the latest Lore Seeker podcast episode that brought up um, a couple of the pain points or opportunities, and we're actually live tomorrow night on twitch and i'm actually going to be there for for once um it's going to be jb or it's going to be gems uh champ and myself unfortunately cash is not going to be able to make it this week um but because of that because of so much content dropping right around the same amount of time i'm going to quickly go into an extra life announcement and i'm going to go immediately into our article which is part two of saving lives with extra life. So real quick, the announcement. Um, because of this Saturday, it was we were originally going to be doing extra life this Saturday. It ended up just being a few of us that were gonna be able to make it, right? And so rather than try to rush and do this event on the actual extra life game day, we're choosing to delay it to, fe uh, to December 4th. And again, in that way, all four of us lore seekers can be there uh, for the event. But that, again, is Saturday, December 4th, and we are going to have some amazing events lined up. So I'm super excited about that. And I want to personally thank Gone Crazy Be Back Soon. Uh, it's, one of our, uh, <laughs> it's one of our members um, in our Discord, a longtime friend of ours. Um, but she's actually uh, spearheading some of the hype, some of the motivation and engagement uh, in our Discord. So thank you again. Yeah, it's, it's super helpful, obviously, uh, but it's also very cool to watch. It's, it's fun to watch that passion you know, come from the ranks of the Lore Seekers Company. So without further ado, let's get into this Forbes article. Again, we read through part one of kind of bringing up um, what Extra Life is and where it came from. Um, and this is gonna be part two. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go straight into it here. So to the article. This is part two of my interview with Jeremy Adams about the fantastic charity Extra Life. Formed after the death of Victoria Emin, Extra Life raises money for the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Victoria Edmund died of leukemia at the age of 15. In her honor, Jeremy sought to create a legacy, a way to help others. But what he created was something much greater. 
Okay, the question from the interviewer. You were telling us about raising money with Children's Miracle Network or CMN. Response. Children's Miracle Networks has raised $5 billion since we came on board, but mostly a dollar at a time. It's not giant donations, it's a dollar at a time, one ask at a time. Because in the fight to save the kids, it's an ongoing battle. We have to keep it accessible for people with what they can do. And I think Extra Life is that. How much can you do? Do that. When can you do it? Do it then. What do you want to do? Do that. Everything raised goes to that local hospital that you choose when you sign up. Question. That's impressive. Other charities only do a portion of proceeds so that they continually have funds. Response. CMN is a four-star rated charity, which is the highest rating. Everything is in black and white for people to see what they want. And I think they should research and look into CMN. In addition to that, I think they need to research their hospitals, find out which ones are important. Yes, everyone is probably going to give to their local hospital. They want to help kids who are down the street from them and who are sick. And your kid may go to school with them, or you may know their parents. But you may be someone who's interested in juvenile diabetes, or you might be interested in pediatric cancer research, as I am. And you want to find one of the hospitals that specializes in that. You can do that. You can find a local connection or a cause connection that makes it more personal. I think it makes a better advocate for them when you're raising funds. Question. That model's really innovative. You've created something that can be personal. It can be micro to an individual and local level, or it's on a macro level, a grander stage. It's scalable. But what's nice is versus other charities, people don't have to feel bad. I don't feel bad only giving $20. If all I've got is $3 to give and I give it to you, I don't have to feel bad. I don't feel like I've let you down. The response. That's very true. You know, on one side, I want our community to take pride in what they've accomplished this year. But after we hit the million dollar mark, I don't want someone with $20 to go, well, you don't need money. 20 bucks won't help. You've got a million dollars. I struggle with this constantly. I will literally put it up, take it down, put it up, take it down, because I want people to feel like they are part of a community that's doing good. I don't want them to feel bad for not putting in as much. Those people who raise hundreds or thousands should take pride in that accomplishment. So should the lady with the brownies. But so should the people who raise $24 or $5. That $5 is going to help. A blizzard just doesn't fall from the sky. It comes one flake at a time. We need all those flakes to cover. To do our work to make that storm happen. I'm going to respond to this real quick. I, I, I have been in this position before, um, like most notably like giving blood. I'm one person, right? I'm, I'm one person. I'm one body. I can only give a finite amount of blood. Um, there's food, there's blood banks out there that they don't need, right? They don't need my contributions. I struggled with that. And I, and I continue to struggle with that because in the grand macro level, yeah, I mean, we're all right when we think that way. 
Um, we are a small piece of the pie. But imagine everybody thinking that way. If everybody thought that way, we would never have a blood bank. Same thing here. We would never have millions of dollars raised towards a hospital. You know, if not you, then who? Right? Like, I, I think there's a little bit of ownership here where, where if you feel convicted, and I think this is a larger, I think this is a larger question for us in this community, conviction, and what do you do with that? I think we as adults, as older um, teenagers, young adults, I think we all battle with conviction and what we do with it, right? Society will tell us whether or not that conviction is right or wrong, right? Like, like we will always be reminded what other people feel about that conviction, but what do you do with it? When my heart tells me to do something, what either drives me to execute on it or what prevents me from doing it? I think that self-reflection is probably the foundation of this, <laughs> of this conversation. Um, I think once we solve that larger question, we can get into this like micro conversation. But in this moment, when we're talking about charity, if you feel convicted to give $1 to a community in need, to a hospital in need that is serving sick and injured children, that $1 is better than none. Like you never know who's gonna be getting that 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 fund, right? So I don't know. I, j I just want to encourage as as you look towards extra life, as you listen to my voice, if you're in our Discord, if you look at the things um, that Katie is posting in Discord, listen listen to your conviction. If it's zero, hey, it's zero. Be there to support. Be there to watch. Be there to engage. But if it's more than zero, man, any anything helps. Uh, and my heart and my love goes out to whatever you choose to do. So there's my response. <laughs> Back to the article. Question. Do you guys have any high profile strategic partners helping out with all of this? The response. We are lucky to have the support of Twitch, who is our presenting sponsor this year. Again, this article, let me scroll up. This article was back in 2015. But again, Twitch continues to be a, a major supporter of this event. So again, back to the article. We have the support of PlayStation, Reddit, Treon Worlds, a number of developers that help us and a few that are quietly baking that we'll be pulling out soon. What I love about our partners is that they almost behave as if they don't want anything. We want to shout them to the world, but they're like, stop, you're embarrassing us. They've been so generous with their time you know, we don't really approach partners and say, will you write a check and give us money? Happy to take it and happy to do something with it, but we just ask for a minute of their time. Can we talk to your customers? Can we talk to your readers, your users? Can we tell them about Extra Life? I will travel halfway around the world if I can tell the story to just one person, if it'll make a difference. Because that's what moves the needle for us. If Twitch were to say, here's a check for $100,000, put our name on it or something, that's fantastic. However, I'd rather them say, which they have, here's some ad space, talk to our 150 million unique people. Imagine if we got just 1% of Twitch's people to sign up and raise $100. It's not intimidating at all working with them like that. It's what helps us the most. It's what helps our kids the most. And at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. 
So more of what more of what I was just saying, a little bit goes a long ways. It's not so much about the monetary, it's about the reach, right? How far does the reach go? And how do you get that reach? It's it's also kind of the end game, right? And this is this is again, this is me solace. This is not the article. <laughs> um, it's about defining your end state, right? If your end state is a quick shot glass of a couple hundred thousand dollars, okay, you're gonna approach that in a different way than your end game being years and decades and centuries of of financial support uh, and other means of support towards such a great cause. If you identify, if you take the time now to identify a smart goal, something that is specific, measurable, um, you know, able to be take action on, time sensitive, right? If you if you take a very strategic approach to defining an end goal, it does change how you look at the steps to get there, right? And again, that's like big level stuff. If there's a younger individual listening to this, define SMART goals, define them, lay out how to get there from a 30, 60, 90 day calendar, right? Look at it from five years, 10 years, 15 years. Is the goal you're setting for a shot glass of financial support or is it for a firm foundation to build a mansion on? So two completely different approaches to a potentially the same goal. All right. Back to the article and ignore the dates that you're going to hear. This is back in 2015. Ignore these dates. Question, will Twitch live stream on the 7th? Response, November 7th will be the number one content generation day of the year. Just like last year and the year before that. There are several years worth of video, if you want to look it up, of people uploading their game playing. Years generated in one day. Twitch loves it because it's like a national holiday on Twitch. Everyone's streaming. You can't even watch them all. They've created a system where you can create a channel and we exceeded their system by 27 times what it could hold. We just want a chance to tell someone our story and have them join our fight. We want to help them understand there's a mess, there's a misconception out there sometimes with children's hospitals. They may see a beautiful building and think, they're doing fine. They don't need my money. But we provide millions and millions of dollars in care for people who have no money or no insurance. Every single hospital gives those kids the same amount of care regardless. The same amount of care they'd give someone who walked in with a wheelbarrow of cash. It is a philosophy. There's an idea about doing things when it's the right thing to do. But that takes a lot of charitable donations in order to accomplish. We've had children's hospitals that have been close to closing their doors as recently as a year ago. The children's hospital in Oakland, they were on the edge, but because of community support, it now will continue to serve some of the most needy kids in America. That doesn't just happen magically. It happens because people care. Yeah, so so the national holiday, uh, quote unquote, this year is that November sixth, right? The day that we were going to uh, that we were going to do this on. And if you're listening to this podcast, the week of it dropping, it is this upcoming Saturday. It's actually really cool. Now the lore seekers will not be streaming until December fourth, but it's really cool if you go onto Twitch and just see the interactions. 
see what people are doing and watch that monetary volume go up. It is super humbling. It is very humbling to watch. It's also, uh, it also touches me. Like it, it's, it's very, um, it's very cool to read that a children's hospital in Oakland was about to fall. It's about to fall under and potentially it was the gaming community that helped it survive. If you've been listening to this podcast for more than, I don't know, a week, <laughs> more than two weeks, you know that 2A Turnum is 100% about the community. We've talked about how it saved lives, how it helped people through COVID-19, um, mental depression and anxiety, uh, and now we're hearing about it really injecting itself into society and helping material things like like buildings and hospitals stay in existence. Again, people underestimate the power of community and especially the gaming community, right? Let's move on to the article. I think what's also important is to let people know that while November 7th is the big day, this happens all year long. People are playing all year to raise money. I'm gonna pause. That was the question, but let me react to that. That's 100% what's happening with the lore seekers. Right, so this year, November 6th is the day, we're doing it December 4th. It's about doing it. It doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter how, just like we read earlier in the article, as long as the four of us are together, right? Cash, Jibs, Champ, and myself, as long as we're together, we're going to have an awesome product and we're gonna have fun doing it. And it means the world to each one of us in its own way. So I'm actually really glad we're delaying it. <laughs> I'm really glad it's December 4th now. All right, let's 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 listen to the response. You know, we've already raised $500,000 this year. People are always free to have their own fundraising event, their own marathons. Set them up exactly like how we are doing on the big day. We don't want people to feel like they only have to do it then or can only do it then. If people want to pick a different day or their schedule won't allow the 7th, that's still fine. We do a big tournament called Extra Life United. This will be our second year doing this. It's where gamers from all over the continent uh, play in a tournament, not for themselves, but for their local hospital. The winning individual, who is a big streamer on Twitch, took $90,000 home to the Children's Hospital in Honolulu, Hawaii. They were so excited. They named a room after him. Probably the first gamer in the world to have a room named after them in a children's hospital. That's how thankful they are, how much they needed that. It's a great thing that we put on. We have kids come from all over, all 50 states, DC, Providences, and Canada, and we put this event on. We have autograph signings, but not of celebrities. The kids will come in huge applause and people will ask for their autograph. We had all these celebrities there to meet the kids. And then Captain Sparkles from Twitch walks up and the kids lost their minds. It was like the Beatles came back. The other celebrities were like, who's this guy? But celebrity means something new now. Extra Life United will be in Orlando, Florida in 2015. It'll be at the Disney Coronado Springs Resort. Delta Airlines flies all of these kids in with their families. 
These are families who might have been financially decimated because of illness. And Delta doesn't just fly them down, they fly them down and everyone from Delta is waiting for them, cheering them on. There's balloons. It's really an amazing moment. And then they get medals in front of thousands of people. Kids whose bodies have been ravaged, kids who may maybe have never hit a home run. But they get out and all these people are standing there watching and they put a medal around their necks and their parents get to cheer for their kid. And it's just, just power. Yeah, this is really ironic. <laughs> so the article, I'm actually getting choked up right now, but the article says, about this time, Jeremy needed a moment. <laughs> the rush of emotion or the memories was too much. In fact, his retelling of the event and what it meant to those involved brought several people in the room to tears. Yeah. I mean, that's... You take, you take things for granted. I'll speak for myself. I take things for granted. Even having deployed and been in combat situations, my quote-unquote taking things for granted is like carpet. I come home to America. I walk on carpet. My feet are touching the fibers of the carpet. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot about this. That's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Right? It's, it's the kid who's watching a, a college football game out of their window you can't you can't relate to that that that's an intangible and they're and they're so young they're kids they're kids they don't know any better their whole world is sitting down in a wheelchair their whole world is quote unquote handicapped but they don't care. They smile and they continue on with their life. They don't. They don't feel defeated, right? That's, that is their whole world. But we, as adults, it happens to us later in life, and we unfortunately become paralyzed, or something massive happens, and oh man, woe is me. Where did my life go, right? And we feel this like this moment, you know, of 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 pity, right, of ourselves. And I don't know, if you've ever been to a cancer hospital, if you've ever spoken to these kids, you wouldn't know, right? You wouldn't know. All right, back to the article. When you see that, that's when you get it. When you understand that every dollar counts, that these kids are worth it, there's going to be more coming behind them. It's a never-ending fight. You can't schedule illness. You can't schedule an accident. The fight keeps going, and we're going to keep fighting. The word is spreading. And you know, as much as I want to tell Tori's story, as much as I want to get the message out there about what Extra Life does, I also want to share the story of our gamers, the people who make it possible, the people on the front lines of this fight. There's still time to get involved before the big gaming day. For those who want to do so, whether it's play or just to donate, you can visit Extra Life here. And the article ends with the link. And that is where we're going to wrap up today's episode. <laughs> uh, again, December 4th, right? December 4th, the Lore Seekers, the four of us, will be putting on an event lots of fun based in a turnum and new world you can expect um a lot of fun 
you can expect a lot of engagement uh, between us and the community. So we hope to see you there. How to reach us? You can reach us at email at loreseekerscast at gmail.com, on Twitter, forward slash loreseekerscast, Instagram at forward slash loreseekerscast, and YouTube. Any search of loreseeker, loreseekerscast, new world lore, you'll see our beautiful logo that Jibs produced right up the top there. And if you want to join our Discord community, you can do so at loreseekerscast.com. At the very top, there's a company link. Click on that, click on apply, go through that process, and join our family. Well, friends, we hope this finds you well. Go. Live life, and remember, mission first, people always. Skull family. Skull family.